There's an idea I want to share with you from this week's Parsha that I think is unbelievable. And I said it in my class on Wednesday night, and someone called me up and said that it really changed her day, and she really needed to hear it. So I want to share it with you, and maybe you need to hear it as well. I certainly do. So in this week's Torah portion, we're introduced to Asaph, who is the son of Isaac and Rebekah. And we know that even before the womb, the Torah tells us that Asaph was born with inclinations to do the wrong thing. And he is born red, which, which according to the Talmud is an incli- means he had an inclination towards blood. He had a bloodlust. He was hot-blooded. He was a red person, and he had incredible desires towards physicality, towards violence. He was a hunter and a murderer. And the question that arises is, how is it, first of all, is how is it fair for, for someone, you know, not only fair, but it, it goes against, it goes against our understanding of Judaism, that the Talmud says that a person, before they're born, a heavenly voice decrees whether or not that person will be tall or short, strong or weak, healthy or sick, rich or poor, smart or stupid. But the one thing that it does not say is whether or not they will be righteous or wicked, because we all have free will. We have free will to transform ourselves and do the right thing. But how could it be then that Asa from birth already had an inclination to do wrong? Doesn't make any sense. And the next question we have to ask is why is it that Yaakov, who, uh, Isaac, Yitzchak, thought that Asa was the beloved son, was the one who was supposed to be the next forefather of the Jewish people? Isaac loved Asa. Why? Why? Couldn't he see that this boy had major issues? <laughs> so I believe the answer is as follows. That we are all born with different inclinations. Some people more than others. All right. From birth, some people are more lazy than others. Some people are more inclined towards running after their physical desires. Some people, Some people are just hardwired to not like to learn, not like to work hard. There's different personality types, but some people certainly have it harder than others. So when you think about, you know, you might, you might look around at some people that you know are like, they have it easy. Everything goes easy for them. They naturally got good grades in school, naturally had everything going for them at home. Their parents got them everything they needed. They were good looking. They were popular, good at sports, successful in business. All the, uh, everyone always liked them, popular. And sometimes we wish we could be like them. The reality is, according to Jewish mysticism, the Tanya explains that a person who's born naturally without so many inclinations to do wrong, so that person doesn't really have so much potential spiritually. 
they're good. They're good people. They don't naturally, you know, naturally they want to do the right thing. Maybe a little goody two-shoes or a little nerdy teacher's pet, right? It's good. They don't get into trouble. But according to Jewish mysticism, that person doesn't have so much spiritual potential. It's wonderful. They don't get into trouble. They don't do the wrong thing. But a person who has desires to do the wrong thing, a person who wants to run after, he's constantly being pulled in different directions, that person has potential. Because if they can turn that energy around, if they can transform it, they can skyrocket it towards spiritual passion. Asaph was born with an inclination towards bloodlust, but he could have channeled it towards incredible hot blood for spirituality. And Jacob saw in Asaph was potential to be the future of the Jewish people. That he's the one that can turn it on, turn it around and transform it. If someone just told me today that according to Kabbalah, people who were born with with inclinations to do bad things, it means in a past life they did a lot of bad things. And their job in this world is to overcome that, that urge, overcome that nature. People born without those inclinations, so their soul came into the world because there was something positive that they were supposed to do in the last life, a mitzvah. So what they have to learn to do is to turn on that fire and to do a mitzvah for the right reasons, with, in, with passion and inspiration. So each person has their challenges. Everyone has their challenges in life. But the greater the challenge, the greater the potential for good. And the difference between somebody who has challenges, who fails in life, and a person who is a failure, is that the person who falls and fails and gets back up again without defining themselves by their failure, that is a true success. Because what do you call someone who fails and has flaws? That person is called a human being. We all have failures in life. We all have flaws. We all have challenges. Don't let those challenges define you. Transform those challenges. And that is the key to greatness, is taking what we've been given and making ourselves better. You're not required to be perfect. You're required to be a little bit better today than you were yesterday. And I'll conclude with the following idea. That in Judaism in general, the idea is that we're supposed to come into this world to create greatness. Yitzchak looked at his two kids, Jacob and Esav. Jacob was a good, good, pure person, the Torah tells us. He sat in tents of Torah, prayer, and meditation. He had no inclination to go out into the world. Esav was out in the world, was fighting in the fields, was hunting in the forests. And, and Yitzhak said, which of those is most likely to be the, the leader of the Jewish people? He said, Esav. Before Abraham, there were people that were monotheists who lived in monasteries on mountaintops and meditated all day and prayed and fasted. That existed. The novelty of Judaism was that we can connect to God through the physical, through the challenges of this world, through the way we conduct ourselves in business, through raising a family, through eating. We have the opportunity to connect to spirituality in the physical. So of Esau and Yaakov, Esau was the one that had the greatest potential to do that. Now, of course, he failed. And perhaps his failure was that he defined himself by his failings. The Torah tells us that Esau came home one day and he saw Yaakov cooking a stew 
of red lentils. And he said, give me some of that red stuff. He was so caught up in the temptation for food. And, and the, the uh, commentaries explained that the red in that food inspired him. He can, felt connected to it because of his own red nature, his animalistic, bloodthirsty nature. So he was attracted to the food. In fact, he might have thought that it was meat bloody red meat. He didn't realize it was vegetarian lentils. But from then on, he was called Edom, which means red. He was named after that experience, named for his flaw and his failure. Perhaps that was the very failure that he experienced, was that he defined himself by his flaw. And he said, from now on, I'm called red. Because I gave up my birthright. I gave up my spiritual legacy for some food, for some red food. So now he realized perhaps that he had made a mistake and he called himself that for the rest of his life. That's the greatest failure. And the only failure in life is when we don't get up again, when we don't learn and grow from our mistakes. Instead, we choose to define ourselves by our mistakes, that we are a failure, and then we give up. We should all be blessed to transform our nature, to pick ourselves up again, no matter how many times we fall, fell. They say about um, Thomas Edison that he failed over a hundred times before he discovered electricity. And he wrote, those failures weren't failures. It was just a hundred things that didn't discover electricity. Every single failure is just another opportunity to get closer to success, closer to fulfilling our potential. Have a beautiful Shabbos.